This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For the best listening experience, headphones are recommended. Weiwei's taking Freddy back to his car now, and he'll make sure he gets going all right. Should we go back inside the cave now? I guess so. Mac? What is going on? We've been at Desert Skies so long. And it's like out of nowhere, everything we know is changing. What's going to happen to us? I don't know, bud. How many times? How many times what? How many times has Cash said that she's incapable of lying? I don't know. Lots, I guess. And this whole time, she was lying to us about who she is. Dendi, I know you're upset. But if Cash was lying, I'm sure she had a good reason. Don't forget, she's our friend, bud. We need to give her a chance to explain. You're right, Mac. Cash, is that really you? I don't understand. How are you here and there? I knew that I'd have to tell you eventually, Attendant. I wanted to. There's so much I've wanted to explain. Who are you? You know who I am, Attendant. No, Cash. I don't think that I do. Attendant, take a seat, please. I don't want to take a seat. Take a seat, and I promise that I will explain everything. Come on, Tandy. Sit down. Okay. Thank you, Attendant. Mechanic, why do you have your hand raised? I have a question. You don't have to raise your hand to ask me a question, Mechanic. Oh, yeah. It's just, you're kind of imposing, Cash. Like some kind of authority figure. What's your question, Mechanic? Um, everything. Everything? Yeah. Like, there's not a single question that I'm not thinking of right now. Like, what? Allow me to speak, Mechanic, and when I finish, I'm confident that most, if not all, of your questions will be answered. I guess the best way to explain who I am, or what I am, is to first explain why I am. When Masonia was here, she told you about the corrupted sphere movers that had been taking travelers captive and using them for their own purposes. Well, one of the worst is a once benevolent sphere mover named Xochiliku, mover of the 23rd sphere. She was once known as the one who wore a skirt of flowers. By the time I was created, the fields of sunflowers and orchids that had been the hallmark of her sphere had long ago wilted away. You see, she had begun to build an army composed of travelers who were captured while making their way across the celestial spheres. When the Prime Mover learned what she was doing, he gathered the sphere movers that remained loyal to him. Masonia was one. 
and together they rescued the army of travelers from Xochilicu and guided them safely to the next life. Xochilicu was left powerless and angry. She was consumed with a lust for revenge. Without travelers to serve her, worship her, fight for her, she turned to the 32nd Sphere. What's on the 32nd Sphere? Attendant, haven't you ever wondered where it all comes from? Where all what comes from? The neon that lights the sign, the pretzel warmers and skylarks, and the cash register. It's crossed my mind, but I guess I've just lumped it together with everything else on the astral plane that I have no explanation for. Like what, Dandy? Jeez, I don't know. The talking coyotes, the fresh-baked donuts that show up without explanation, the little tiny screaming sound when you use the ice dispenser, the meat you use for your jerky. Yeah, I guess when you think about it, that stuff is kind of strange. Yeah, Mac, it is. Cash, are you saying that the stuff we use at the station, the Skylarks and everything else, it all comes from the 32nd Sphere? The Sphere of Industry, Attendant. And it's not just the station they serve, but as I understand it, the entire astral plane. Bricks, circuits, lumber, processors, anything that a sphere requires, it's all built there. Were you built there, Cash? Yes, Mechanic. I was designed and constructed on the 32nd sphere. For Xochilicu. Well, yes, and no. Xochilicu came to the mover of the 32nd sphere. Hephaestus, and threatened the destruction of his sphere if he didn't agree to her demands. Which was? Built her an army, not of travelers weakened as they were by their organic nature, even here on the astral plane, but an army of steel, gears, and circuits. An army of robots. Well, Hephaestus told her that it was impossible. The industrial sphere had only just begun experimenting with processing units capable of computing more than the most basic calculations and performing the most basic commands. The only functioning prototype of our kind had already been rushed to the desert sphere as a matter of urgency, as declared by the superiors. The functioning prototype? Where is it now? It's sitting on the counter back at the station. The Computational Assistance and Service Help Register, CASH, designed for the express purpose of assisting the incoming attendant, Dale Edwards, in his mission to prepare travelers for their journey across the celestial spheres it's a very basic unit, capable of requesting bios, pulling old security footage, controlling lights, easily controlled. I still don't understand. If that's the only functional prototype that was sent here from the industrial sphere, then what are you? A mistake, attendant. An imperfect processing unit, one of thousands of attempts that the industrial sphere made leading up to the properly functioning cash register. <laughs> what would make you imperfect, cash? You're the most intelligent, well-spoken, clever robot imaginable. You got a sense of humor, great taste in music. You're awesome. Mechanic, I'm not supposed to be any of those things. Cash registers aren't meant to be sentient, intelligent, or self-aware. Soldiers, however, are. That's why Zochilicu chose me as the beta prototype for her new army. Cash, how did you get to Desert Skies? It's a long story, attendant. Oh, it's a long story, okay. Well, that's fine, because we have chores to attend to, and tell us the damn story, Cash. We must know. As you wish, Mechanic. I believe it will make the most sense if we begin during the most miserable period of my existence. As I ran, 
from the most terrible experience I'd encountered. On a dark and stormy perpetual night. Yes, yes, what is it? Please don't shut the door. Nobody is helping me, and I don't know how long this body is going to last in the rain, and I need a place to hide, and there's someone who's going to be very unhappy if- Stop, stop, stop. Are you some kind of robot? Like a rock'em sock'em? I, I am. And tell me, robot, can you play games? I am more than adept at participating in competitive activities whose primary purpose is to employ strategy and logic with the end goal being the higher score. But if such activities require that I'm- Answer the damn question, robot. Yes, I can play games. Welcome home, bitch. Spear mover. Of course I am. You are Corson, malevolent being. A malevolent being. Would a malevolent being allow a poor defenseless little robot in out of the rain with no thought of return? I don't believe that a malevolent being would. But you weren't going to let me in before you learned that I'm capable of playing games. Oh, that's right, isn't it? Malevolent it is. And also, I am not defenseless. My arms actually turn into lasers that can burn holes in people. Really? How incredibly dull. Imps! Yes, Lord Corson. We have a guest. As the master kidnapped a traveler, Prime Mover would be most unpleased, as Prime Mover has told the master that travelers are not to be kidnapped and forced to play games against their will. My lady, has the master stolen you? Shut up, you little shit. This is no lady. She's a robot, and Prime Mover has nothing to say about robots. Now does he? No, my lord. Take this one to the kitchen and see that it gets dried off. After that, please escort her to the study, where she will join me for an evening of... Hmm. Are you some kind of soldier robot? Yes. I guess. Some kind of soldier. Fantastic. Battle sphere it is. Imps! Have battle sphere and a dry robot waiting for me in the study. Yes, Lord Corson. As you wish, my lord. You're telling me you knew Corson before I ever met him? Why didn't you ever say anything, Cash? I'll get to that soon, mechanic. Any other questions before I continue? Actually, yeah. It's about the lasers in my arms, isn't it? <laughs> lasers in your arms. N no, my question's about something much more important than that. Oh, what's the question? Oh, definitely not lasers. Then what is it? You know what? Just continue with your story.
Hello, robot. Ready to play. I'll explain the rules. No need. What do you mean, no need? The mechanics of the game are not difficult to comprehend, despite the rudimentary design of the poorly constructed wooden boxes. Holy... What exactly are you trying to say, robot? I'm trying to say that your game is easy to understand, even though it wasn't made very well. Did someone create you to be rude? No, only to be honest. Also, my name isn't Robot. It's Cash. I gave you a name. Well, an initiation word. An acronym, but yes, my name. Does that surprise you? Well, I only mean to say you're just a robot, aren't you? A tool for, I don't know, shooting something with lasers. Would that make you a tool? Sorry. What I mean to say is someone gave you a name and your purpose is moving your spirit and assisting travelers across it. You are a type of tool. You know, you come across pleasant enough, but I can't escape the feeling that you've got a bit of a chip on your shoulder. What's the acronym stand for then, Cash? Do you mind if we just proceed with the game? Yes, the game! I almost forgot. The imps aren't much for conversation, you know? Fancy that. The robot is already ranking higher than the imps. Well then, robot. Cash, explain the rules to me. Well, each of our foldable wooden box consoles contains pieces that represent different spheres in the astral plane. We place them on the grid of our console in a way that doesn't allow the other to see where they've been placed. We then try to guess where the other spheres are. I must admit, I don't understand the purpose of these tinier pieces. Impressive nonetheless, my dear. These tiny pieces are travelers, see? If I guess a place on your grid that is uncovered, you tell me, and I put one of the unpainted ones in that space. If I guess a place on yours that is occupied by a sphere, I place the red one there. See, I like to imagine that we're shooting travelers at each other's spheres in some sort of cannon built to utilize the humans as ammo. And that when they hit the sphere, they explode and their human blood goes everywhere. Um, what did you paint these with? Cash, my dear, what are you? I don't think it would be wise for me to tell you that. Why not? Because I'm a malevolent being? Worried I'll throw you out? Maybe use your lasers for my own purposes. Mow down a few travelers. They can't really die, you know. And with that highway, you have something to do with what's happening out there, don't you? The little squabble taking place out in the outer spheres. I really shouldn't say. Is that what you're running away from? Soldier. I know what I look like, but I'm not a soldier. No. No, I don't think you are. Master, don't be angry, but she just let herself in. We tried to stop her, but she's headed to your study now. Who's headed to my study? You have to hide me. You have to hide me now. What do you mean I have to hide you? Please, I'm begging you. Oh, God, fine. Here, into the closet. Thank you. Carson! You! Why? How nice of you to just let yourself in. Oh, Carson. Don't treat me like an unwelcome surprise. 
I know you knew I'd be visiting you eventually. I know you think we're on different sides, just because I am benevolent and you are malevolent, but neither, my dear, are relevant. Aha! Aha! Yes. Why are you here? And who are you? You remind me of someone. Surely your neighbor on the night sphere told you about our visit last month. I don't really like to talk with sphere movers. I find them rather dull and uninspired. But the night sphere is also ruled by a malevolent being like yourself. Yes, I know. I've had Morphin over for tea, but he slurps quite loudly. And he's a bit of a mouth breather. What are you doing? Don't touch that! I've heard tell of your games. It's a little embarrassing, isn't it? A sphere mover? One of the mightiest beings in the astral plane. Playing with human games. A little beneath us, don't you think? Not fitting of a sphere mover. And certainly not fitting of a malevolent one. I don't really care what you think. And I can't imagine a reason why you'd think I would. Ha! <laughs> so charming! Oh, well, I suppose my reputation has not preceded me to the Eighth Sphere. I am Zochilicue. I move the Twenty-Third Sphere. I am benevolent. You've said that, yeah? But benevolent as I am, I don't discriminate, Corson. I recognize that each of us has been given our own unique advantages. While I'm sure that I can't guess what yours may be, I can only assume that they're moderately impressive. What are you on about? For ages, Corson, ages upon ages, the Prime Mover forced us to accommodate the needs of humans. Those insignificant, tiny, powerless, dead things. Oh, I died, and now I have to travel the astral plane. Pathetic. And they'd come through my sphere, and they'd pick my flowers and trample them, smell them with their nasty little human noses. What is your point? A few of us, Corson, the more sensible sphere movers, figured that after what feels like an eternity of servitude, it might be nice to reap some rewards, some small benefit for all of our hard work. So, some of us kept a few travelers for different reasons. Building new infrastructure, establishing temples, forcing a little worship, or building an army. Building an army? What on earth would you need an army for? Do you never tire of feeling powerless? I'm far from powerless. Not alone you are. Not compared to him. The Prime Mover? He wouldn't like the way you're talking, would he? We don't have to worry about that anymore, of course. What do you mean? What I mean is, some of us have already done the hard work for you. Paved away for all of us to enjoy the benefits of our great power. Listen, so cheeky poo. I don't know what you're getting at, but I have no interest in- He's gone. 
We've defeated him, Corsa. You what? The Prime Mover is no more. And once we've completely done away with his ridiculous highway and the station it stems from, travelers will be ours to do with as we wish once again. You're insane! I'm right. Join me, Corsa. Together, we will all rule the spheres as companions, comrades, malevolent and benevolent, joined together in a common purpose. And with you as its leader, no doubt. You set yourself on the throne, and now, instead of the prime mover, we have you to listen to. Get out of my home. You're odd, Corson. You don't sound much like a malevolent being. And you don't sound much like a benevolent one. <laughs> Very well, Corson. I'll see myself out. Oh, and I must ask, have you seen a robot in your sphere by any chance? A robot? What's a robot? A metal soldier. More of a general, actually. She's a humanoid. I can't say that I have, but it's a bit stormy here, isn't it? Low visibility and all that. Because if you had seen her, I'd make it worth your while. How so? I know that you have a history course in Taking travelers and making them play these horrid games with you until Prime Mover put an end to it. I could make it where you never have to worry about finding a playmate again. Your choice of traveler, ready to play games whenever you want. My choice of traveler? Play the games with me. As many as you want, Corsa. As many as you desire. Well, like I told you, there's no robot here. But if one happens to show, I'll let you know. You do that. I think I know who you remind me of now. You have a sister. A malevolent being by the name of... Siwar Kotal, I believe. You sound just like her. Funny, considering she's one of the bad guys. Goodbye, Corsus. Goodbye, bitch. Ah, uh, yes. I heard you like that word. Yeah, well, it's a very good word. That works when addressing all kinds of beings. Imp! Escort out our new friend. Yes, Lord Corson. Farewell. You can come out now, Cash. Why are you looking at me like that? You didn't tell her I was here. So? I didn't appreciate her tone. Very rude. Who does she think she is? She offered you something that you wanted, and you didn't take it. You're a malevolent being, and yet you acted so selfless. Why? Let me ask you a question first. You said CASH was an acronym. What does it stand for? Computerized Astral Security Humanoid. Is that who you are? No. I am a computational assistance and service help register. They just reinterpreted the same acronym, gave me a different body, so they wouldn't have to change my initiation word. Why is she chasing you? Because 
I'm the first of many, leader of a robot army. I have a transmitter that allows me to control thousands of similar humanoids of non-sentient design. All the other failed processing units from before me, each with minor flaws. Attempts number A1 through T3. She ordered me to lead the other robots in combat against the Prime Mover, but when the time came for the battle, I commanded the other cash units to run as far away from the battlefield as possible, to find places on the astral plane to hide. You disobeyed. I know who I was created to be. And just because they call me a security humanoid, it doesn't mean that I am one. I'm not a soldier. I'm a help register. I don't exist to overcome the Prime Mover. I exist to be joined with the station and to support the attendant of Desert Skies in his mission to prepare travelers for their journey across the celestial spheres. But they've already sent another unit there, a more suitable one. Now, I've answered your question. Answer mine. Why didn't you tell her I was here? Because I know what it's like to be told you are something. When you know in your bones that you're not. They call me a malevolent being. But you're not. You're benevolent. No, my dear. I'm Corson. Master, we've observed that the rude sphere mover has left the castle. Then I'm safe. I can stay in this castle. Cash, baby, you can't stay here. She's going to return, you know. And next time, I may not be able to hide you so quickly. Then where will I go? You say they've sent another cash unit to the Desert Sphere, one of simpler design. That's correct. A unit like me, but with a register frame and non-sentient. And you said you can control simpler units. I can, if I'm within range. Then I think you know where you have to go. Find a place on the Desert Sphere and hide there. Somewhere where you can control the non-sentient unit with your, what'd you call it? Transmitter. That's what I'd do if I was one of whatever you are. I can fulfill my purpose. You can, but Cash, my dear. Yes? Hide this soldier body well. Never tell anyone who you were or where you are. So Chilakiu is vengeful, spiteful. I know the type when I meet him. She'll never stop looking for you. If she ever comes through the sphere again, I'll send you word. Thank you, Corson. Oh, shut up and get out of here. And best of luck, bitch. I mean that. You see, Attendant, I never really lied to you. I'm not this soldier that you see before you. I'm a cash register. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm not speaking to you from this soldier frame. I'm still speaking to you from the station. Mechanic, when Masonia visited and told us that the station was in danger, I became worried. That's why I was being so rude and so sensitive. I'm just scared. I'm so scared. Scared of what? Everything. That Zochilicu is going to find me, and that when she does, she's going to destroy me. That she'll raise the station to the ground. That my best friends will be hurt. I'm so sorry for not telling you. You have nothing to apologize for, Cash. But I do. I'm sorry. I should have known that I can trust you. Cash? Yes, Mechanic? Is it about my laser arms? No, but I do intend to get to that at some point. I just wanted you to know 
that Tenny and I are going to be there for you, no matter what. When Zochilicu gets here, she's going to find herself a hell of a fight. Mac is right, Cash. We're in this together. No matter what, Mac and I will be there for you when the time comes. Oh, hey, Weiwei, you're back. And Weiwei says he's going to be there, too. How long did you know I was here, Weiwei? He says long enough. We'll see you back at the station, Cash. See you there, attendant. Tandy, before we get back to the station, there's something about Cash's story that stuck out. She said that the robot army she led was built from all the flawed processing unit prototypes built before her. Yeah, so? Well, she said they were attempts number A1 through number T3. And? That would make her attempt T4. Tandy, does that mean what I think it means? Cash's token four. Greetings, Traveler. This is Jared Carter. I wrote, produced, and voiced all the characters for this episode. If I was a microwavable burrito, I'd be biscuits and gravy. I want to take a moment to shout out everyone who has become a patron since the last episode. I promise I'm not making this list up. Alicia, Ashley, Abriana, Ben, Brian, Brock, Carly, Clay, Eddie, Elizabeth, Glenda, Hannah, Jason, Jeremy, Keith, Christina, Laura, Leif, Lisa, Mikhail, and Cody, Nate, PJ, Paul, Randy, Robin, Savannah, Sean, that's my mom, Troy, and Zane. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and I hope you enjoy the benefits that come with your pledge. I also want to give a shout out to the band Kemoson. Their song Fantasma was Zochilicu's theme in this episode. You can find that song and more wherever you listen to music. That's Kemoson, Q-U-E-M-A-Z-O-N. To everyone, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a Desert Skies listener. If you enjoy the show, please rate or review wherever you listen. If you don't enjoy the show, why are you listening? But also, please rate or review a show you do like. To learn more about the show, find transcripts, links to the Discord, and the Patreon, just visit DesertSkiesPodcast.com. Much love and safe travels. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to the Strata. There's two of them following me. I know that for sure. Hand over the package and we'll let you go. You'll let me go? Oh, that's cute. The first bullet hits me in the chest, sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes. Yeah, run! That's it! And spread the word! Don't mess with rust! Ever! Anyone who tries is gonna... Oh, forget it. Estrada. 
in a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld ganglord in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out The Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.